my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Hey, so look, we're going to be in Brooklyn August 28th. I'm I'm so excited about this, man. Check us out. The first Black Effect Podcast Festival is happening Sunday, August 28th in Brooklyn. 
and tickets available. BlackEffect.com forward slash podcast festival. Live podcast from your favorite shows. Black Tech Green Money is going to be there for sure. And I'm super excited about this because it's the first time I've ever been able to do a live podcast. So come check your boy out. 85 South Show is going to be there. All the smoke is going to be there. Get your tickets today. BlackEffect.com forward slash podcast festival. This is Black Tech Green Money. I'm going to introduce you to some of the biggest names, some of the brightest minds, and brilliant ideas. If you're black in building or simply using tech to secure your bag, this podcast is for you. Julian Aiken is founder at W3 Sports, a Web3 consulting firm working to bridge the gap between athletes and brands of the new internet. Terrence Mann is an NBA player currently serving on the Clippers roster. With Julian as his business partner, they're cementing their names in the history books of Web3. Both athletes, Julian a former athlete and Terrence a present-day NBA highlight reel, they're both keenly aware of life after game time. So positioning themselves for the world after the big lights is always top of mind. I think I was exposed to the reality of how good you needed to be. Uh, to play professional sports. That being said, um, my younger brother had played on the Nike EYBL circuit his entire life. I was three years older than him. He actually played against Terrence back in 2010. Um, and taking a look oh, at that, I just knew oh, so that. Hold on. So your brother and Terrence used to go at it. So he's like, uh, honestly, I, I was. I, I, <laughs> oh, I got exposed to uh, the level of basketball that yeah. that professional basketball players played as 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 youth and you know as they grew up. So. That being said, I, I took into a, you know account my skill set, and I knew that I wanted to take care of my family, and I had been lucky enough to see other black men that had done so outside of sports. Uh, so I made that commitment that I was going to take care of my family to the best of my ability and uh, knew that basketball probably wasn't going to be the lane for me. So I was able to commit in both lanes and at the same time make sure um, you know that I was going to be in a place to do so. Did you find it useful or even just, just helpful as like a competitive advantage to use your athletic successes to create business success. 100%. And I think that's something that me and Terrence have really started to eye down as well, is that we know, you know, within our space, and I, I took a look at uh, your interview on, on The Breakfast Club, is that people that look like us, they have tons of, of role models to look to when, and when it comes to sports and entertainment. Um, but when it comes to the business side of things, there's necessarily not a ton of people that look like us, you know, that are strictly, strictly corporate or of the tech world or of the crypto worlds. That being said, I knew that basketball had opened a lot of doors for me and that it could continue to through my relationships. So when I thought about business, I used the same kind of things. Who do I know in the space and in other spaces that people that look like me are attracted to, to bring them into our world as well and show them that this is also cool, this is also viable and that you can take care of your family here as well. Terrence, I want you to chime in on that because I imagine, you know, being a successful athlete also, like, you get approached with a lot of opportunities to do stuff. Um, what was it about particularly Web3, and we'll get into, like, what, what you guys are working on, but what was it about particularly the opportunity in Web3 that was interesting to you to, to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to find a lane here? Right. Um, I think as well as he said, you know, other than, you know, not seeing people that look like us in the space, um, just the, just wanting to learn about it, you know, just seeing so many people talk about it and how cool it seemed to me. 
um, and it just sparked my interest. So just wanted to learn about it is what really got me started with it. So, so uh, Julian, can, can you talk a little bit about what, if you were to give like the executive summary of W3 Sports, like can you give that to us, you know, so we can fully understand the services you provide, the opportunities you're trying to provide for your clients and et cetera. Yeah, it, it's overall just crypto and Web3. Uh, education is the first thing that I start with, you know, with Terrence before we did anything in Web3. We just talked about what interested him in the space. You know, when you think about, hey, it interests me. What about it does? Is it the art? Is it the ability that it's a new economy that's forming that's newer and our people could, you know, successfully get in at the ground level? Um, and then further than that, you know, there's a couple of different things that we do um, from brand consulting, you know, working with Web3 projects that exist. We also work with Web2 projects that are looking to integrate themselves into the Web3 space. As you know, and a lot of people uh, out there have talked about, a lot of those Web2 brands haven't done it necessarily the right way. So trying to work with those brands to define what the right way is, I don't think anyone knows as of yet, um, you know, in terms of what that may mean. So working with guys like Terrence, you know, who, that have strong brands, our professional athletes are approached by, you know, tons and tons of NFT projects and Web3 companies. One thing that I had identified very early on was that, you know, on both sides, there wasn't a true understanding of how this partnership could go, how it should work, what success could look like, and really how to break down something as complex as Web3 and DeFi to an athlete for them to be able to understand how they can drive value in those communities. So I really look to serve as the bridge between, you know, obviously any athletes that I work with and Web3 companies in the space as a whole, but we really want to protect the athletes and make sure that they don't get caught in any situations where they might have bitten off a little more than they can chew just by not understanding what this means and, you know, kind of got blinded by the dollar signs of whatever those, in, you know, interactions may be. So can you, are you, so do you imagine the agency playing the role of like that middle person, the go-between between the person creating the NFT collection or whatever, or some, some sort of crypto project and the athlete who, and you're leveraging the relationship between the two to help them, you know, protect against, protect the athlete and create an opportunity for the project. Exactly. Or on the player side, just help them understand from web three as a whole, what are you looking to achieve here? You know, you might get offers to do this and to do that, but saying that web, you know, kind of W three sports as a whole really came out of just seeing the disconnect being there, even when deals were getting done, activations not being done properly, athletes having no idea who the team or the investors are behind these Web3 projects. So the, the, the heart of it and the root of it really lies at protecting the athlete and ensuring that both themselves, and you know I've worked with T's agency as well, um, on their ends have a full and holistic view of what these opportunities truly are, both short and long-term. Um, as I myself, yes, I, you know, obviously I've worked in sports business, but saying that I've worked in tech uh, for the last 10 years, it's something that I've been born and kind of grown my career through. Um, so I'm a native to it. And so Terrence, I think about this, you know, you've seen like the horror stories with, and again, the music business, you know, you get you get involved in the contracts and et cetera, that they see not only your value as the musician, but then they see the value of your ticket sales. They see the value of your merch. They see the value of your appearances. You know, so I wonder, can you speak to how, you know, let, let's let's talk about the agents or the teams, how they may be may be turning their head and seeing, OK, there's other opportunity here to leverage the players persona. Um, and getting involved there. Uh, is that happening or do you see people pretty much staying in their lane in the sports world? All right. Um, I, I think definitely. You know, I think, you know, you can hear it in, in talks. You know, you can hear, you know, when you're walking around, moving around with agents or, you know, in the facility, you can hear you know, people talking about what people are doing off the court. 
uh, different things people are investing in, different things people, they notice people take light in through their social media. So I think it's a lot of talk. Um, so it's definitely being talked about, especially, you know, in those bigger rooms. Because I think about this, and either Julian, you or Terrence can chime in on this. I think a lot about how, um, you know, what Web3 does is allow you to not only have, um, you know, sort of this pay for play thing. I play on the basketball court and you pay me. But there's an opportunity right. here to collaborate and have ownership on both sides, a shared value experience. And I just wonder how that might be evolving in the in the sports world where we see how it's evolving, you know, in, in entertainment where people kind of own even they may even own their persona if they're an established enough entertainer. Um, new and new entertainers have different experiences. But how are you how are you seeing Web3 or the potential that Web3 presents to an athlete play out um, when you're talking about, you know, working with a, a sports team who's investing hundreds of thousands and often millions and millions of dollars into an athlete? I could take that one. I think from this standpoint, there's a couple of different ways to look at it at the individual level, you know, for Terrence specifically. There's a couple of different ways that we look at what Web3 and blockchain technology can do and enable him to do. Number one, every NBA player has fans. Does every NBA player have a community built around them that they can control and they reward throughout their career? I don't think so. Uh, and, and being around NBA players my entire life, being able to identify those moments where people can meet them, you know, they can get signed sneakers, whatever it may be in regards to that interaction, a lot of those times that'll build a fan for life. Uh, and you know, further than that, you probably would call that fan a follower uh, and a true follower, not a social media follower, but somebody that's actually integrated into his success and is really going to you know, go to bat for him, support him with whatever he does. That being said, you know, I think what came to mind in regards to Terrence and thinking about this, you know, he has, has had a lot of success in the fashion space and, and breaking into that. So when you think around Web3, you know, how can we utilize blockchain to do a number of things? And can we do them as of now? No, but we want to obviously get to the forefront of the space, but things like, you know, being able to identify who might've purchased tickets to Clippers games, who's purchased, you know, Terrence's sneakers with his Anta deal, things of that nature, who actually went to his camp, anyone in the Boston area, you know, that, you know, we're, we're from, um, taking a look at that, who has supported and went to a Celtics and Clippers game. And I think once we can start to identify what his community wants from him and what they really find value in, then we can start to cultivate, obviously, that fan base and to try to turn into it. Do we have a thousand true community members here that we can continue to build off that we don't have to assume and guess what do they want from Terrence through his career? We can have those conversations live and just ask them, hey, guys, what do you want? What do you want from this? What is a reward to you? Um, so that as his career continues to grow both on and off the court, he also has that community base that can look back 10 years later and said he actually took the time with us. So in the next 30, 40 years of his life, he has those connections because I think us just going to NFT NYC, the amount of connections and conversations that we were able to have off of that, we probably would have never been exposed to. You know, I wonder if it's, and this is a very superficial question, but it's something I think about with the difference between like NBA players and NFL players is like NBA players have a much stronger opportunity to brand a persona because they're not wearing a mask the whole game. Like people, you can see them. Is there something to that? Or am I just tripping? Or am I, is, or am I just speculating on the opportunity here? <laughs> um, I, I, I think so. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. I, mean, I think so. Um, just because people are able to see us you know, often, we play 82 games in the regular season plus the playoffs. So, you know, it's not only, you know, once a week, I guess. It's very often a couple, three times a week, you know, they're watching you play and seeing your face. So I think that definitely plays a, a big role. 
What would you say that you like? So let's say you are advising in an NFL player to build mm -hmm. value around the persona and they may not be, you know, you know, the most popular athlete out there, but there's still opportunity. What are ways mm -hmm. they can start to brand themselves so that, you know, a Web3 project, whether it be a, a, a token, whether it be an NFT project could, you know, be valuable for them? hundred percent. I think the biggest thing, and this this is coming, I don't know if you know her, but Kirby Porter is a, a partner of mine. And um, one thing she focuses on is content creation. So with that, every NFL player, I'm sure, has a personality that is not doesn't equate to, you know, who they are on the field. Start to open that up. You know, if you are comfortable being vulnerable, and that's something that Terrence does really, really well, agnostic of sport, is he's comfortable and he's vulnerable to learn in public and also show who he is off the court. That being said, when you expose and express who you are, there are going to be tons of people that might like the NFL, but love something about you that reminds you of them. Those are the types of things that you want to build content around. Start to test out different things. Use TikTok, use Instagram, use Twitter. Start to meet people outside of your sport. And then based upon what you feel is authentic and you actually like and can see yourself doing when your playing career is over, attack that. Yeah. Introduce yourself to people. You know, if I was to get a, a, a direct message from an NFL player, you know, I, I would probably respond. And I think that in terms of any businesses that they would look at and might want to collaborate with, they'd probably get a similar response. You know, not a ton of businesses get that player reaching out to them. And I think when you do that, it really flips the table and shows that you're actually interested, you know, beyond a dollar. You know, I like what you just said about Terrence learning in public. And Terrence, I'm asking because I read something that where, where you were quoted as saying, um, hearing that Staples turned into crypto arena, like definitely opened my eyes to what's going on in this space is and, it's, and that it's going to be huge eventually. And it definitely helped me realize that I have to get involved and get people who look like me on the wave. And so it, it sounds like you didn't just dip your toe into the water of crypto and Web3, but like you went all in. So if you can tell me about like some of the ways you began to educate yourself regarding, regarding Web3. I think um, just through, you know, Julian, his team and my team just collaborating, having a whole bunch of um, conversations around the space before even getting all the way into it. And then obviously, you know, when I went to the NFT, NFTs events in New York, that really opened my eyes to where um, I got to see how big, you know, of a space it is and it's going to be and how many people are involved and, you know, all the different things going on. So, you know, just jumping right into it and, and just seeing it for myself, going to New York and everything really helped me out. Um, and, it, and it brought me here. Do you which part of the Web3 conversation particularly interested you? If you're talking about tokens on one end, you're talking about the metaverse on another hand, you talk about NFTs, like which yeah. what particularly think, interested you? I think for me, I think for me, it's the metaverse as a whole. Just, um, you know, growing up playing video games as much as I did. Um, it really gave me that that type of feel, you know, that almost that type of Grand Theft Auto feel. Um, you know, where people are creating their own stuff, having their own type of vibe on there, playing different sorts of games, winning tokens, winning, you know, exchanging real, you know, crypto money on there. Just the whole the whole vibe really, you know, attracted me just from me being a gamer growing up. And this is, a, this is one for both you guys. I'm super interested in um, the benefits of having an athletic background. Um, so I think about, you know, when you're coming up as an athlete, you've got a couple and one may be, You've got a coach who's there for your development. Um, and then you have, you know, the camaraderie, you have a team environment. Um, and those all help to build character, even outside of the field, off of the court. Um, like, what would you say are some of 
the things that sports equipped you with outside of, you know, the ones I just mentioned um, to helping you find business success? Myself, I would say understanding the grind. Um, and when I say the grind, when you're playing and you're achieving in any any skill or any type of job and you reach that 1%, which obviously the NBA is, but even if you play Division Two like I did, um, you're going to go through tough times. You know, as, as we see now with the economy, almost every business out there is cognizant of what's going on in regards to the economic you know, downturn that we're looking at here. Same things that go happen in business. You're going to have your ebbs and flows. You're going to have great moments. You're also going to have your very low moments. But I think playing sports and also being a leader, specifically in basketball, you're very used to, hey, we might be down 15, but there's 20 minutes left, on the, you know, obviously on the, on, on the clock here. That being said, you're able to identify what you need to do personally to win. And if you're a leader, you're also able to identify what you need from everyone around you and how to bring it out of them. Same thing in business. Obviously, the motivation is a little bit different. People have families. People are working for financial gain, things of that nature. But within sports, you learn how through, you know, obviously, they kind of like going through hell that the only way is through. And um, that's something that I've seen in business that's been really, really helpful for me. And then obviously starting a career, any industry, any, any, any skill that you, you, you want to continue to learn at first, you know, you're going to go out there, you can barely make a layup, but you might look back 20 years later playing for the Clippers. So, you know, you're also very, very aware that you have to start somewhere. What would you say, Terrence? Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, you know, other than the grind, you know, that's a great one. Uh, I can relate to that for sure. But I think just everybody kind of knowing their role and knowing what they bring to the table and just being on so many different teams that I've been on, um, you know, being in college for four years, now going into my fourth year in the NBA, just all the different teammates I had, just learning, you know, learning about your team and learning about what everybody can bring, kind of have an understanding of your team and you know, what you can bring, who's, who, who can lead, you know, who needs to follow, different type, sorts of things like that definitely go directly hand in hand with business. Um, and that's why we've been able to, you know, kind of do what we've been doing because we understand that, uh, that everybody's been grinding. And yeah. So, Julian, like I think about this, as you mentioned a couple of things there, actually, both of you guys talked about this. So any either one of you can chime in. But I'll ask Julian to first is, you know, crypto's not performing well right now. The tokens is we're down in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you both and Julian can go first on this? Um, how do you manage when you're building something based on blockchain technology? And so you're betting on long, the long term here. And so when you have these wild swings like we have right now, how are you managing the ups and downs um, of crypto mentally no, and in your business? A hundred percent. You just got to be cognizant of, 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 of the waves that are to come and obviously prepare for them. That being said, you know, with crypto going up and down, one thing I always like to spread, especially, you know, with people that look like us is you need to have leverage. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. That being said, you need to make sure you're diversified where your money is. So crypto being down, I'm also invested in other things that benefit by that. Um, but looking at it from a holistic perspective, it, it really makes it boil down to what are you here for? Um, you know, specifically with myself and Terrence and, and Mello, our other partner, um, we haven't asked a dollar from anyone in regards to any NFTs in the crypto space. You know, we haven't done anything to say, hey, this is Terrence Mann. This is a celebrity. This is why we want you to go and buy this project. That's not really what we're looking to do here. We're looking to draw on awareness. And I think something that you had mentioned, I watched a couple of your podcasts, was really talking about uh, the black experience and culture being at the foundation of all of these apps. 
And I work in tech and I'm around NBA players a lot. And I always try to bring that awareness that, hey, everything that we're utilizing, no matter what app it is, somebody created this. And I take a look at the NBA guys I know, the NBA, the NFL guys I know, the WNBA players. And I take a look back at how many people I know and just how many slots are in those leagues. And I want to kind of put that attention to say, hey, even in crypto, when it's down, things aren't going well. Things are not you know, soaring in terms of valuations. We're still continuing to build because our mission doesn't change, whether Ethereum is $1,500 or $4,000. We're still going to continue to do the same things. And we started doing that when it was high. When it's low, we're not going to change. So the mission remains the same. What would you say, Terrence? How are you managing these, no, yeah, these waves? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, like he said, it's going to be ups and downs. And, you know, I think I think just the conversation around it. You know, I think we need to keep the conversation going. Um, you know, keep having people talk about it. You know, um, just so people can see that it's a thing and it's there. And people are, because I think, you know, that's the thing about it right now. A lot of people are like, you know, I don't see nothing happening. It's going down. They just hear say, you know, he say, she say. So I think just asking questions and learning more about it, educate yourself on it and just keep the conversation going. You know, so I said this, I've, I've said this often um, in a couple of places publicly where I, it's like at the at the core, you have to believe in blockchain technology and that ultimately there will be a currency on the blockchain that is well embraced, right? Whether that's going to be Ethereum, whether that's going to be Bitcoin, whether that's going to be, you know, Litecoin, pick one, but ultimately there will be a currency that we use in in this new world and so that's where my personal belief is is yes you may see ethereum down crazy amount of money you may see bitcoin down sixty thousand dollars last year what's 20 or something right now yes but do you believe in the the fundamentals and that there will be a winner and my job is just to position myself to be on a wave of a winner ultimately no what do you say Julie? No, 100%. 100%. You really got to believe in it. And I think, you know, the, the part that gets me excited around Web3 and, and sparked my interest initially was that athlete to fan engagement and what can be done with it. Because I think the athlete to fan engagement as it is now, fans are always at that arm's length distance. Um, that being said, any community they have, they don't own any of those platforms. If those platforms go down, any social two pl- or Web2 platform, any social uh, network as of now, they really won't have any control over that. That being said, when you look at Web3, you know, whether it's in the form of a DAO, whether they launch a project with utility backed on what their community actually wants to get from them, they have control of that. They have that complete foundation. So if Instagram's not cool 10 years from now, Terrence can still have his community. And hey, we might've started at 500 to 1,000. Maybe we're at 15,000 people by the time Terrence is, is 40 and his, his dreads are gray. Who knows, <laughs> but at least he'll, earn that, he'll, he'll, he'll own that community. And he'll also by then have a really, really finite understanding of what they want from him. And I think to take it a step further, he probably is going to meet a lot of people um, that he finds himself interested in within his community. And from there, who knows what can happen in terms of the opportunities. I mean, you're doing a great job of giving me these alley-oops because it's, that segues beautifully into what I wanted to talk about next. And that was um, the opportunity in Web3 for influencers and athletes versus what happened in Web2. And I mentioned this, I tasted this earlier where I mentioned like, you know, in Web2, it was like you do something and you get paid. So there was this, you know, thing about, and you probably, Terrence, if you even have these opportunities, somebody wants you to post something on IG and they pay you, right? And so that's, that's an influencer type of relationship. 
And Web3 allows you more collaborative opportunities, more long-term ownership opportunities. How do you imagine those sort of deals, uh, Julian? And you can chime in on this too, Taryn, but how do you imagine those Web3 deals might be structured? Because most people who think about, okay, you know, we want a, a, a brand wants you to do something. Okay, they pay you and then y'all, I do it and I'm done. But how might those deals play out as we start to evolve and mature in Web3? When the car the dealership is calling and saying, hey, we want Terrence to do this. The good or the bad? Let's do both. <laughs> <laughs> T, you want to chime mean, in first? I'll, I'll say I feel like the bad. I'll talk about the bad in a sense. I mean, I feel like the bad can be in a similar way. You know, just post my... You know, web three space or whatever on your Instagram and we pay you and you know the athlete has no idea a you know what's going on with that with that NFT or that whoever you know paid them uh, and B they don't know what's attached to it you know, they're just doing it for the money and to post so I think that can you know that's definitely a bad way of going about it and I feel like that's happened to a few people so far um, you see a lot of bad cases that has happened so far so um, yeah you say Julie? Yeah, I mean, I think on the Web3 side, it it's not as cut and dry just due to regulations. Uh, you know, obviously, some crypto is not being securities. People wanting them to be securities. So you open yourself up, potentially, if you go and partner with the wrong project um, to a lot of legal stuff that could happen to you, you know, if you partner with the wrong project. That being said, um, when I think around our approach in terms of a good Web3 deal and what we need to do, we do really, really in-depth research in terms of who this project is, who the team is, who are the devs behind it, if it's a play-to-earn ecosystem, who are they going and outsourcing it to potentially, if so, to actually build this game, is it possible? So I think in that model, um, and even through the Web3 community, I think they're doing a really good job of kind of blocking out that influencer model. If people are coming and just dropping projects, you've seen some celebrities that have done it as of recent that haven't sold as much, no names mentioned. Um, so I think that model is gonna be pushed away and if you're not of that crypto community you don't make that effort to really indulge yourself in the web3 space i don't know if those pay to you know kind of pay to play uh type partnerships will, will even work anymore and, and honestly for good reason if it's not authentic uh you shouldn't do it um so that's kind of my approach there let's talk about some of the good stuff take your business further with the smart and flexible american express business gold card it offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. 
The Walker Hayes for JCPenney Collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Got my Prevna 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Yeah, in regards to the good stuff, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be, you know, way easier to activate your fans and turn them into communities by actually opening up who you are as a person. I think we look at too many NBA players and say, you are what you do. It's not true. You meet them and you start to figure out, okay, who are you? Uh, And that being said, I think, in regards to what you're able to do on the blockchain in terms of uh, I just identity verification of who that person is, once we start to get more wallets connected to Web2 sites, I think Web3 users will become really, really powerful uh, in knowing, hey, this person has also taken the time to see what my buying history is, my purchasing history, who am I interested in? And based upon that, they're now cultivating an experience for me where someone in going paying them to do something is now worth it because I'm going to be able to drive value back by understanding who's actually in the community, what they want, and how I can be of value to them. You want? You, did you say you want to chime in on something, Terrence, about the good stuff that's happening? No, I was. Just, I mean, I agree with that, and I think um, you know when you get to the NBA or to the NFL, or whatnot. A lot of people tell you that you're now a business, and I think this is a you know the Web three space. It would be a great segue to really showing yourself 
and I guess, you know, your family or whoever that you are a business, you know, whether that's interacting with your fans or, you know, knowing where you're going to get certain stuff from, certain interaction from, what they want, what they don't want. Um, and I think that'll be more, you know, of an athlete realizing, well, well, like, wow, I am a business. And maybe it'll, you know, make them make smarter decisions or, you know, just help them a lot off the court, knowing that they're a business for sure. You know, you, you make me think, I remember Rich Paul uh, talking about this, where he said, well, he, he tries not to say it too directly because there's because it can cause trouble. Right? He, but he did mention a couple of times that, you know, these agents haven't done a lot of work over the last few years because they haven't had to. And so you call the same people for opportunities for your athletes. You call the same studios. You call the same things. And then, you know, I go back to the athlete and be like, yo, I put the, I put in this work for you. Some things work, some things don't. But they haven't had to be innovative, you know, in so long because they got all the cards. And when he comes in the league, he's trying different things. And so uh, around Web3, are the people who surround athletes in your experience and things that you're aware of, are they trying to find ways to be more innovative, to um, to be more attractive to athletes who are coming into the game these days? Julian, you want to answer? Um, I, I could add some color there. I, I think... Um, from that standpoint, it definitely does. That being said, there's also tons of money, you know, to continue doing what agencies are doing now. <clears throat> they have tons of, you know, endorsement deals and, and partnerships from that standpoint. I think the ones that really focus on it, you know, you can open your players up to make alternative in, in, incomes and streams. On Terrence's end, he's got a great agent. He's, he's with the great agency with WME and BDA. Um, so I think he's taken care of from that perspective. Everyone out there, you know, there might not be some agencies that are working towards that Web3 space and, and starting to figure out, hey, how can we get our guys involved in this and really help them continue to build their businesses? I think on myself, um, I work with athletes, but it's not really a passion of mine to say, hey, I'm going to go out and work with a ton of athletes. Uh, myself and Terrence are locked in from that standpoint, as well as Melo, uh, in terms of building his business. So if Web3 is a part of that enterprise that a player uh, wants to indulge into, I feel that their agency or, you know, whether it's a business partner should help them in doing so. Um, but it really depends how you want to put your, put together your team, honestly. Yeah. Speak more on that, because when you when you think about we've had this conversation a lot on this podcast and other places when I'm talking to athletes is when, you know, you got to hang the shoes up or you got to put the boxing gloves down or you got to, you know, hang your, your, your the net. You got to take the net down or whatever. Like when the game is done. How have you prepared yourself for the life after that? And the reason I bring this up is because there's still ways to stay involved in the game just from a different perspective. And so when you're thinking about people who don't even reach the levels that you two guys have made um, in being D1 or D2 athletes, being in the NBA, um, can you talk about the other opportunities? So I imagine even with W3 Sports, there's still other ways and there's still other opportunities in the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, the you know, the, the baseball league, like there's still other opportunities to get involved, even if you're not playing anymore. So can you speak to the other opportunities people may not be considering when they realize that they may not be the actual person on the court or on the field anymore? Right. Um, I think, you know, there's, there's so many different ways nowadays, um, you know, especially with, you know, social media booming as it is now, um, you know, the Web3 NFT talk. There's so many different opportunities where guys can get back involved um, you know with, with athletes they might have played with who went on to you know do more than they did you know get on there you know talk to them about getting on their team 
um, bring them opportunity. I think that's what it is mainly, you know, especially for me when I was building my team is to see, you know, who can bring opportunity. And a lot of it were guys that, you know, I played with who, you know, didn't get to make it as far as I did. But, um, you know, they played D2, D3. That's mainly my whole team. You know, it's a bunch of guys who hooped before, who went out and educated themselves um, in different sort of ways and are bringing something to the table. So, you know, I think just educate yourself on something you, you know, you value and you think you can bring to the table and do such because there's so many different ways of doing it nowadays. Julian, were you looking for a way to get involved in athletics and you said, hey, Web3 is my way or Web3 came first and you say, okay, this is something I can bring value to the table with? It's a great question. People ask me all the time what I do. I say I'm a tech guy that knows a lot of people in sports. I'm not a sports guy that got into tech. Um, so from that standpoint, I think I was able to identify early on, uh, my brother's best friends with Kyrie, what his team consisted of and what somebody at that level was interested in in terms of how they could build their own career up off the court to build an enterprise. That being said, I, I, from there, um, you know, nine years later, I've been working in tech, ventured in venture capital and real estate. Um, so everything that I do with Terrence, um, it's all things that I've been able to do myself. Anything that we're going to take a look at from an investment standpoint, um, from a Web3 standpoint, I don't really take that manager approach or anything of that. I look at myself as a business partner. Anything that he or any athletes um, you know, I work with, I'll be in 100% as well. Um, so from that standpoint, I really just identified what, 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 is, what does value mean? You know, when I ask you, hey, where do you want to be in 30 years? And I think I have a much different approach because I'm focused on where is Terrence going to be in 15 years? How can we at 40 now turn back and say, you know, to NBA rookies, Terrence is exactly his path is exactly what something you should mirror. And this is why. And we break down exactly how we started and people might see, you know, a, a business enterprise at that point and then reverse engineer of how we got here. Because I think that's a, those are conversations that a lot of people don't have with NBA players because once their career is done, there's no more money to be made. But if you actually care about the person, you're going to take that approach and whether or not he, you know, continues to play till he's 40 or he plays till he's 30. I want to be in a position to say, we're going to go make money in these five different ways. We've already built that brand equity while you were in the NBA. So now it's the time to continue and really go grow those avenues for you to start your next career. Both of you guys have mentioned this um, phrase and this building a team around the athlete. And I wonder, um, and I'm going to imagine it's not like just, you know, you, you trip over building a team, but there's some intentionality in building that, that, that circle of influence around you to provide opportunities to protect you, um, to look out for, look out for you in, in different ways. How are you intentional about, cause you mentioned Kyrie's got one, you, you mentioned Tyree, uh, um, Ty has got one, Terrence here's got one. How are you intentional about putting the right people around you to find those opportunities for you? Because I imagine that it's not just, the team or the agent saying you need this suite of people, right. but it's you saying these are the people that I want around. So for me personally, um, as a professional athlete, for me, it was watching people closely um, at each level. I, I went up and up. So like starting in high school, you know, checking my friend circles, seeing who's around me, see what they're doing, seeing what their interests are, seeing if they're taking, you know, life serious seem to be taking their stuff, you know, off the court real serious. Um, and then you kind of you kind of start to, you know, build a picture in your brain. Like, you know, if I make it, I'm going to bring I want to bring this person with me and I want this person working with me. Um, and then I get to college, you know, seeing different how people started moving when I was in college. And um, and that's where you really start to see 
where guys, you know, take off, which direction they go in. I think it's really, you know, when you're at like 19, 20, you really get to see, you know, who stands out, um, whose head, who's head's on their shoulders, headed in the right directions. And so at that point, you're like, all right, if I really make it now, I'm taking, you know, I'm going to ask this person if they want to be on my team. Um, I think they bring value in this area. Um, so then once you get there, I feel like I, once I got there, I knew. I knew exactly what I needed. I knew exactly what I wanted. I knew exactly what to look for. Um, and that just came with time and watching people closely. Julian, chime in on this because I imagine this has implications for people who aren't professional athletes, but people who will find success in whatever path in life is they need those key people around them. Yeah, I think a really big part of it is understanding who the player is and what they want. You know, what does success look like to Terrence off the court or any player um, for that? And the reason I think that is when you think about a team, as soon as the season starts, the main thing is the main thing. That's your job. It's what you're getting paid for. You got to really complete that. So one, you got to look at people that have expertise in areas that you want to build into. Have they done this without me? Could they do this without me? Or am I the key to get in the door? And again, you could always, you're always going to have that. Look at LeBron, you know, everyone that he was brought on, that was their first time and they're one of the most powerful circles in sports. So that being said, it's not to say, hey, you need to come from a certain place with a certain pedigree to work for me. And then secondly is, can you trust them? Can you trust them? If you're, if you're not in that room, can that person be swayed? Whether it's, hey, this, this could, is what could happen for you or this amount of money could go here or or is it someone that you can really say, hey, this person has my back. I trust them. I can build with them. And this is a long-term thing. So no dollar sign, you know, backdoor deal, whatever it may be. Because I think a lot of that happens in the sports world to ensure that that will never happen. And I think when you do that, you know, the ship will continue to sail. And I think when people get stingy and start to, you know, think about themselves, because again, in representation, management, partnering, you're there to support the talent. It's always about them. And I think a lot of people start to gain their egos and kind of build themselves up once that team is made. But it's really just about playing your part and doing it to the best of my ability. You know, so within T's team, I just do what I do to the best of my ability. And I want to be the best at that. that. And then the rest of the team handles that. Um, I want to I want to end here because I think we have this huge conversation happening in athletics now, um, particularly non-pro athletes. Whether you're talking D1, D2, D3, high school even um, about the NIL name, image and likeness. Right. Um, and I wonder your thoughts on how, um, cause right now it's almost like in a web two space. It's like, Hey, I'm going to pay you to post. Right. Um, yep. so it's pure web two right now, but I imagine somebody like you, Julian may be thinking maybe about how this could play out for them in a web three space. So can you talk about number one, just your position on how athletes can take better advantage of their 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 nil their name image and likeness and how the mm -hmm. how the third version of the web may assist there yeah i think this is uh again a little bit of a a different approach than most people have when you think about collegiate athletes two percent are going to play professional sports even less than that are going to be in playing any type of professional sports. I think it's like 0.03% are going to be playing within three years. So that being said, if you are in that top, 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 top portion, put a team around you uh, to obviously put you in a place where you can succeed more so than just posting a picture. And when I say that, it really does turn to content creation. Am I expecting you to go sit there, cut up TikToks, things of that nature? No, of course not. But people put people you know around you that can do that. Give a little bit of a... Uh, 
you know, peel the layer back per se in terms of what you maybe do off the floor. I think Ben Simmons did something really, really good when he was in college. He had that entire documentary. It really kind of created and sprouted his brand when he got to the NBA of who he was off the floor. Um, but my advice to most people within the NIL space is again, look at the statistics. Only 2% of you are going to play professionally. Utilize who you are as an athlete to separate yourself in whatever lane that you're going to delve into after sports. And that being said, I think there's endless ways that you can do that. But, you know, if you're a fearless competitor, um, you know, you're a captain of a team, you're someone with a really, really large success story. As you know, Will, those are all stories that you're going to tell in interviews. Start to prepare yourself for that and kind of get collateral now while you're playing that sport. So, you know, maybe with an NIL deal, it's not even about what you do on the court or what you do off the, on the field. Maybe it's about the content creation, the person that you obviously are start, starting to bring to the world, and that's backed by your sports and obviously your play. But um, really show the world who you are and, you know, start to identify what in sports, as you had brought up earlier, connects really well with the real world. Because even if you go pro, you're still going to need to identify those things around you. And that can carry you not five, 10 years, but 50 years. And I think as black people, that's what we need. Black Tech Green Money is a production of Blavity Afrotech on the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia. It's produced by Morgan DeBond and me, Will Lucas, with additional production support by Love Beach and Rose McLucas. Special thank you to Micah Davis and Vanessa Serrano. Learn more about my guests and other tech disruptors and innovators at afrotech.com. The video version of this episode will drop the Black Tech Green Money on YouTube next week, so tap in. Enjoy your Black Tech Green Money. Share this with somebody. Go get your money. Peace and love. Also, the first Black Effect Podcast Festival is happening Sunday, August 28th in Brooklyn, New York. Tickets are available right now at blackeffect.com forward slash podcast festival. And live podcasts will be on stage from your favorite show. You get to be in the audience. We get to do our thing on the stage. I'm so excited for this. It's the first time I've ever been able to do this in front of a live audience. So please be in the crowd, be in the audience. Clap when it's appropriate. Ooh, and ah, when it's appropriate. <laughs> Come check us out. Horrible Decisions is going to be there. 85 South Show is going to be there. All the Smokes going to be there. Get your tickets today at blackeffect.com forward slash podcast festival. We in the house. AT&T connects and old to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. 
get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.